Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview for you guys. So I am so excited today because I have someone on the show who she she's one of those people who she's been around for a little while, but just recently has blown up and um, and just to hear her story and how it all came about. But first off, thank you for tuning in. And like always, uh, don't forget to go onto the website because we got some show notes on there with a few extra goodies. Uh, sign up for the new Newsletter, so you're updated on all the interviews and make sure that you sign up for our Facebook group because this Facebook group is really awesome um, there's we got over almost like 400 people there actually by now this airs will probably be a lot more than that and uh, people are just commenting and sharing their videos and a lot of support so it's the beauty in the vlog Facebook group and I have it linked on the website and if you have the newsletter it'll be linked there also all right so Let's get started. So Cassie from Thrift Chick is a 26-year-old from Minnesota who graduated from school last year with a master's degree in fine arts. She started her channel in 2012, four years ago, as an escape and to embrace her love of fashion. As time went on, she became more interested in beauty and her channel now has 150,000 subscribers and over 13 million video views. Um, let us know what inspired you to start your channel and also what happened with you going more into beauty. Yeah, um, so I definitely, I started my channel just because I was bored. I feel like most YouTubers end up starting out that way, but um, a lot of people at school were always interested in what I was going to be wearing to school, this, that, and the other thing, and so really encouraging me to start out on YouTube, and so I figured I would do that, and then eventually, you know, I was more interested in the beauty community than I was the fashion community, and yeah, it just kind of went from there. I started doing product reviews uh, with Jen from Jen Loves Reviews. She was doing a contest. God, this was probably like three years ago now or something, but she was doing a best in beauty type of a contest for smaller content creators. And I, she invited me to do that. And I ended up getting second place on there. And I really enjoyed doing the product reviews. So that's kind of how it all spiraled from there. So I want to know, I want to know, because your channel has just recently, I see it everywhere. Like it's, it seems like you're all over the place. And what has happened recently, like a turning point, because we always talk about a turning point here mm -hmm. that kind of catapulted your channel to that next level. Was it that collaboration you did with Jen or what was it that brought you to the forefront? Yeah, you know, I honestly have no idea what exactly it was. I mean, Jen's collaboration definitely helped out. I mean, at the time, I probably only had a couple hundred subscribers. And through that, I think I ended up in maybe like a thousand or two thousand subscribers or something. But I didn't, I don't know why, but my channel just kind of blew up this year, really, in the past few months. I honestly couldn't tell you what it is. Uh, but it, it just happened. And it's been really exciting to see it grow. So there, there wasn't like a video or anything that went viral or anything that no. changed? No, not that I know of. I mean, I think 
Well, from what I can tell, like looking on my YouTube page and everything, it's just my foundation reviews are really popular, I guess. I think because, you know, so many people on YouTube have like perfect looking skin, I guess. And so I think to see me just have the oiliest skin ever, like I've got acne, that sort of a thing. Like, I think people can just relate and they feel like they get a better review out of that compared to a review from someone who has nothing to cover. So... I think that's it. <laughs> did did you just start doing those foundation reviews recently and that's when you saw kind of the spike or have you been doing them all you along know, or doing them all along? I really I couldn't tell you what exactly it was. I mean, you know, I feel like for a lot of people they get like someone really famous on YouTube will recommend their channel or something and that's when they really blow up, but like I haven't had that, so I'm not sure if YouTube just decided to start promoting my videos more. Um it might be because I started putting out more videos. I mean, going from like one, maybe two videos a week to like three to five videos a week um, since graduating. That when did, might you, have... when did you start doing that? That's a, that's that's huge. That's yeah, a lot I, more content. Yeah, for sure. I think probably within the past like few months here, um, I've been really trying to hone in on making YouTube my job and my career and everything, and it just kind of happened. And so. At what point did you start focusing more on makeup? That was probably like a year into my channel, maybe. I think. Okay, so you've been doing makeup for a little while then. Yeah, a few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Looking back on my old videos, I was so bad at doing makeup, like so bad. It's embarrassing. But, you know, got to keep those videos up and give people hope that they can get better, too. Yeah, so I think it's interesting that you point out the fact that you think that, you know, the fact that you have the oily skin and it's relatable, that could have contributed to kind of your recent success because I actually completely agree in the sense that you have something that maybe other people aren't doing. Like you, Mm -hmm. I have noticed that in your foundation routines and that you do, and you comment every time, like I have the most oily skin and I really want to see how this you know, this foundation reacts to that. And you don't hear a lot of people talking about like crazy oily skin and doing the types Mm -hmm. of really in-depth reviews that you do. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I know when I look up a review on a product or something and it's just a video of someone sitting in a room with their 18 diva lights going on and it's they just talk about like, yes, this foundation was perfect on my already perfect skin. It's like, that doesn't help me. You know, like, I don't know whether or not that's going to work for me now. Like, so I think that's what people really are looking for because they're just getting sick of these unattainable ideals. Exactly. And have you always had like the, so I noticed that with your reviews and I've, you know, I haven't seen your channel from the beginning, but I started watching it, I think around the time you started kind of getting more and more views. Have you always Mm -hmm. had that format where it's pretty in depth and you have almost like a little vlog in the middle of it? I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I don't know what made me want to do that but from my very first one I remember I was reviewing a Tarte primer um it was for Jen's review or Jen's collaboration and whatnot the challenge was to do a product review and I think that was just my way of hopefully making the video interesting and making people want to vote for me and whatever else and it just kind of stuck it was just really fun to vlog little parts of my day and you know I think it's important to see like if I was walking through the rain, you know, it's good to know, like, my face was going through the rain that day, or it was 100 degrees that day, or whatever, so. And you do, you do that vlog for every single one of your reviews, right? Yes, yep. 
So, so people who aren't familiar with Cassie's channel, what she does is that she does a very in-depth, it's like you have a, a certain formula for every single one of your videos. <laughs> you yep. have a, you, you pick one product and yep. you go in very, in a lot of depth. You read all the packaging labels or you go to the website, you read all the literature about that product on, on air, and mm -hmm. then you apply it, you know, you just apply it and then you, you, you don't usually do the rest of your makeup. You show the rest of your makeup, but you right, just apply right. that one product and then you go about your day, but you vlog throughout your day. Just simple things. Like mm -hmm. you, you have your cat that you're playing with, like <laughs> yeah. going to the store, just simple things. And then you do check-ins and then mm -hmm. you always do a check-in at the end of the day. Yep, exactly. And you do that with every single one of your product reviews. Every single one. Yep. That's interesting. And um, that's almost like every video that you put out right now. Kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. Pretty much. Review. Every now and then I could try to like sprinkle in something a little different, mm -hmm. but What's been the, what do people say about kind of the way you do your videos? Like what's been the feedback from been from your subscribers and viewers? For the most part, I get really positive feedback about it. You know, a lot of people are happy, like they like longer videos, which I'm the same way because, you know, then they can do the dishes and not have to worry about getting their hands wet and then having to click on another video. Like they can just oh my do God, their I, dishes. I, and, I do the same thing. And like, right? I, it's so funny because I actually prefer longer videos yep. because I'm always doing a million things. I'm doing yep. something, especially the dishes, I'm doing something with the baby. And like, I don't want to be, or sometimes I'm working out. I don't want to be clicking yeah. and changing. So I'll sit there and watch a 20-minute review. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know. I prefer it. Yeah, and, you know, I like you get it. to know the person better. And, yeah. So I think for the most part, the feedback has been really positive about it. People like being able to see that kind of, like, more artistic view of a day, I guess. You know, getting my little bit of my master's degree in there, putting that to use. And, uh, yeah, it's just been overall really good you know every now and then you get the random comment like you suck at makeup or like you're doing it all wrong and it's just you know you put that aside because that's not yeah I mean you're gonna get <laughs> haters and that's oh, fine for sure and yeah it's, it's yeah. actually it's not a bad thing because it kind of f further solidifies the people that do like you and it kind of gives mm -hmm. them almost like something to rally about so oh absolutely bring I, on. <laughs> it's kind of comical at this point you know yeah. like just the little things that people critique, you know, like, why do you have a mustache? Like, that sort of, it's like, well, you have one too. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are mammals here. Like, it's I, okay. It's weird. And if you don't like it, just don't watch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thousands you know? of other people to watch. Right, right, right. So um, are you doing full time? Are you doing YouTube full time? Yes. It seems like it based on your, your vlogs and stuff. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about that. Sure. Just recently, it's and and when would you say like January end of the year is when your channels really kind of started taking off? Yes. Yep. So were you working prior to that, or have you always been doing YouTube full time, or kind of what's the behind the scenes of that? Yeah, I've definitely been doing YouTube the whole time. Um, but once I graduated last May, you know, I was scrambling trying to find a job, like all that sort of stuff. I wasn't getting anything, you know? Um, and so YouTube was there. I was already making a little bit of money off of it. And so I was like, well, you know, like I may as well see if this can turn into something else. Otherwise I'm going to have to give up YouTube, get a few like random retail jobs, like do that sort of a thing. And thankfully, um, yeah, thankfully it just ended up working out, you know, like it's one of those things where I feel like things really do happen for a reason, you know, everything falls into place. And 
thankfully it did for me, you know? So what were you, so you weren't, so you graduated from school and you had a hard time finding a job. You mm-hmm. had an art degree. So, yeah. um, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's great, but it's, it, right, and it works right. really well. I'm sure with YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. But so you had difficulty finding a job and then the entire time you were still doing YouTube. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you were almost kind of at the point where you're like, well, now your your channel's really taking off. So why not just mm-hmm. focus on that, basically? Exactly. Yep. Okay. And is your only source of income AdSense or are you doing sponsored videos or is there any other way that you're making money? It's a little bit of both. Um, I'm currently with Style Hall, which thankfully that's ending in a couple of weeks. Um, How long have you been with Style Hall? Uh, two years now. Okay. So it my contract is just about up, thankfully. I mean, it hasn't been bad. It's just they haven't done anything for me. And anytime I would ask them, like, hey, could you get me in contact with a company or something? Like, I would either get no response or, like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so you literally do nothing for me, you yet you take 30% of my money. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm leaving. So thankfully that'll be done and then I'll be able to get my money through AdSense. And I take a couple sponsorships here and there, but... Um, a lot of companies aren't so keen on me giving a hundred percent honest reviews, which I, I always tell you them. About that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, whenever a company emails me, I mean, half the time I won't respond cause I'm just not interested. Like it has nothing to do with my channel, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I am even slightly interested or if I know people have asked me to review that product or company or whatever in the past, um, I'll email them back saying, yeah, absolutely. Like I'd be okay with doing a review for you, but just so you know, like my bottom line is that I'm going to be a hundred percent honest and half the time I don't ever hear back from them or, you know, whatever. But the other half of the time, they will say, you know, like, absolutely, we want your feedback. And, you know, those are the companies I want to support anyways. So, yeah, that, I mean, it's it's true because it's, it's a fine line because you have yeah. these companies that are, you know, especially sponsored, not just getting giving you free product, right. but you right. know, they're paying you. And if you hate the product, I mean, has there ever been a situation where you've had a sponsor video and you've hated the product? What happened there? I'm kind of in that situation right now. Mm -hmm. I recently did a sponsorship with Paula's Choice, which is a skincare brand that I adore. Like, I've been using them for years. So have I. I I actually really love their stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they sponsored me for a video. I did it. It was great. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved all the products. And then they just came out with this new product that's supposed to, like, diminish pores and get rid of wrinkles, all this stuff. And so they sent it to me, and they want me to do a sponsored video. And so I'm testing it right now um and it has broken me out pretty bad oh and really so i'm oh, no. nervous because like i i feel bad you know they're paying me to make this video but they want me to be honest and everything like yeah. i said but i'm gonna have to go on and be like so i don't know that i recommend this product like, yeah have you given them the heads up um i'm going to i'm yeah. definitely going to like <laughs> hey guys just so you know like yeah FYI. i feel really bad but like yeah you know yeah. i guess the chance they took i know and that's that's exactly i mean what do what do companies what do like what do companies expect when they're asking you for an honest review and they're paying you it's it's, right, it's interesting right. because they obviously want a good review because that helps them right right and i feel bad because you know it obviously they have faith in their product and that's great, you know, that they're confident in their product. But I think with this, at least, you know, there is that line where I can say, you know, like everyone's skin is so different. 
like, yes, this broke me out, but it might not break you out. Like, you know, there are ways where I can, you know, make the video a bit more positive, but still be like, yeah, this didn't work for me and I'm not going to continue using it. It's interesting because for you, your whole brand is around product reviews. And mm -hmm. that's very much kind of every one of your videos that's what you do other people have tutorials and they have product reviews every now and then but it's it's almost like at the point is like the viewers are too smart like it's very transparent yeah. a lot of times when it's yeah. like okay this this person has their favorites or whatever but it's like yeah people know people know and they have a sense right they might still watch that particular person's videos because maybe they have amazing makeup looks or their tutorials yeah. are amazing or there's something about their personality but when you're that's what i always say too like when you have a youtube channel you have to have kind of like your value proposition Position, like what makes your channel yeah. unique and for you it very much is the integrity of those reviews right and you know I there's a ton of channels that I watch and I love watching them I love the person or you know it's not that I hate watch them but like I I think they're crazy and so I like watching them like <laughs> yeah just yeah, kind yeah. of like trash tv type yes of thing, yes, you know? yes um but like I don't watch them and then buy something based off of them you know I feel like Very that's true. a lot of what YouTube has turned into like people like you said people have gotten smart and they're mm -hmm. like okay I like watching this person but I don't trust them worth anything you know and I think that's why your particular channel has been I mean I don't have oily skin but I I've watched your videos you know and I just think because you have a really honest feedback and there's something really um like honest and genuine about the way you approach it and everything and I think it's like the whole package of you showing your life and it, it just all fits into the theme of having really genuine honest reviews and I think it's smart of you and I, it, whether this is intentional or not but I think it's smart of you to stick with a format and mm -hmm. to also um have the same type of video because people know what to expect when they come to see you Right, right. You know, and it is, it's a little bit of a battle because, you know, some people will be like, I'm so bored, like, yeah. your videos are all the same, yeah. this and that, and it's like, yeah, but, like, I'm a review channel, yes. you know, like, they're gonna be the same except just a different product, you know, exactly. that's, and that's kind of what a lot of people say they like because they know they can expect a video, like, you know, that they can trust and that they are gonna enjoy based on my format and that mm -hmm. sort of a thing, so it's like, it's hard because every now and then I do, like, it will get to you, you know, like, yeah. oh, maybe I should switch things up, this and that. But then I just remember, like, no, like, the majority of people, like, are okay with what I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, like, I feel lucky in that if I do try and change it up a little bit, people are supportive and, you know, they're like, oh, it was good to see that for a change, yeah. but, like, bring back your other videos, you know? Yeah, and that's why people watch you. I mean, kind of, I... <laughs> It's, I, you have to think of YouTube and this is, you know, I work with people that are new and kind of getting started and, and it's easy to say, yeah, but you know, this person, they do all kinds of videos. It's like, yeah, well, that person's been doing it for a really long time and yeah. they're really established and they can kind of do what they want because now people are watching yeah. them for their personality, not for, you know, a certain review or something like that. Like when you're starting <laughs> off uh, and you're, you know, under the 100,000 mark, you have to kind of make your mark in some way, shape or form. Oh, yeah. And consistency is so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. And um, yeah, consistency. What do you mean by that? Like um, just having a, a schedule? Yeah, like a schedule and a format, you know, and just really being there. I feel like a presence, I guess, is also really important. You know, I found that that's so important. Like, I feel lucky in that I enjoy interacting with people online. So, mm. like, it doesn't feel like work to me to comment back to people and interact on different social media sites and stuff. But mm. I feel like the people that don't comment to their viewers, don't try and get so, to know their viewers, it's like, 
people end up not caring about them, you know, because it just feels so impersonal. Yeah. You're missing out. I mean, big time. Oh, yeah. You know, people are so smart. And like, I learned so much from the comments. I really do. And you get a lot of feedback, I'm sure, about your channel, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the things that I wanted to you know, ask you about and point out, and especially to people listening, because, you know, most of the listeners are obviously other YouTubers, people that are, you know, like you, they have an established channel, other people that are aspiring or, you know, mm-hmm. that's generally the audience. And one of the, the really important things when it comes to YouTube, YouTube search engine optimization is watch time. And I think yes. for you, yeah. the type of video that you have really contributes to engage and like long watch time is that something that you found how is that something that you're um uh, are you are you aware of that and and that's kind of why you created that format or what are your thoughts on that yeah i think so i think it was kind of a unconscious decision type of a thing um but just noticing that people do usually watch my videos all the way through i think it is really because it's not all one note you know like people will do a haul or they'll do favorites videos they won't like show the clothes on or they won't show the product close up and stuff and it's really flat and so it's easy to get bored when you're watching you know so people will click out and that's understandable so i think with my videos that's why i do try and do a lot of like cutaways and like showing things close up and stuff because like it keeps people visually interested it keeps people interested audibly just everything it's nice to have it not just like one note through the whole thing you know it's like you're watching me read about the product you're watching me put on the product then you're watching my vlog then you're watching a check-in you know like it's it's different every few minutes and that helps that's true because even though your videos are are long they don't feel like they're that's a good way to put it like flat like you you do change Mm -hmm. things up a bit and that isn't even what I was even thinking about but that's so true I I was thinking about the fact that you go through and you do check-ins and at the end you know people want to stay to the end but that's very true you keep them engaged by kind of changing up the the scenery changing up the point of vision from the camera angle yeah yeah and it's nice too because I mean you know it's the shot is always the same you know it's me in my living room or whatever but I think people get really bored you know when people have their like set background like they've got their makeup beauty room or whatever and they've got all their lights set up and that's all you see you all you see is the same picture from ikea the same lamp in the background you know yeah, yeah, like, same and when you're watching that for 18 candle. minutes straight it's like you just can't it gets yeah. so boring and stale you know yeah, yeah. No, like i know true. my living room isn't interesting to look at but like I said at least i like switch it up yeah and you do you're actually one of the only ones that actually shows like um, the product, like especially drugstore ones, like the packaging, the back, all the writing and all that. Mm-hmm. I find that interesting too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, personally for me, I don't know how people don't show that stuff. You know, like that's the first thing I look at when I look at a product, you know, like what are they saying about it? What are their claims? Cause that was one thing I feel like I didn't do when I started reviewing products is that I wasn't necessarily so focused on their claims and everything. But then people would say like, well, yeah, Cassie, like how can you expect that from a product that never claimed to do that in the first place? Uh, That's a good point, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, cause we can't expect every foundation to last for 24 hours, you know, when it's only promising 10 in the first place. That's true. So that's true. You're so detailed with, with that. Um, okay. So the one thing that I always ask everybody who comes on the show is if there's something that you've struggled with with your YouTube channel and what have you learned from that struggle? Oh boy. 
That's a good question. Um, I think the biggest struggle for me was learning how to be my own boss and really manage my own time and figure out what was important to listen to from people's critiques and what wasn't. I mean, that was really hard for me in art school and stuff, too. You know, like, I always welcome constructive criticism. Like, no questions asked. But even with that, you're always going to get the harsh criticism, too. And sometimes that can be valuable. But I'm also, like, way too sensitive. And I let things get to me, even though I know I shouldn't. So I think that was probably my biggest struggle. And it would lead me, you know, especially when YouTube wasn't my job, I'd be like, well, I guess I just I won't put up a video this week. Like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't want to get another one of those comments or, you know, whatever. But I think just really, yeah, the struggle of learning to put those things aside and still do what you love and just forget about the rest of it. Take things when and how you can and just keep going, you know, like if it's something you really love, just keep doing it and it'll pay off. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people go through is that criticism, you know, is that mm-hmm. co- the kind of the critique and stuff. But um, I think like you said, you eventually it's kind of par for the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And especially just learning that that's the internet. Like, it's one thing that I've always hated is that we have to be okay with it. Like, we have to just learn, like, you should expect people to be mean to you. I think that's ridiculous. And I don't think we should have to feel that way. But that's true. You know, that's just it it is. It's how the internet is. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that you learn to be okay with what they're saying, but you learn, you know, that it's, it's not important, you know, like, just put it to the side. Don't listen to it. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen, but it's, it's not necessarily true. Yeah. Where, did, have you noticed, did you notice kind of more criticism as your channel grew or was it kind of there all along? Yeah, I definitely noticed it more as my mm-hmm. channel grew. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it happened every now and then before, but I feel like when you are a small channel, like that's something I feel like people ask me all the time too. Like, Oh, I really want to start a channel, but I'm so nervous about like, what people are going to say. I, mean, I get people like, telling me that all the time too. around me, like, what are they going to say? And yeah. I'm like, honestly, I don't say this to be mean, but people aren't going to be watching your videos. Yes. You know, when you start out, like, so true. it sounds so harsh, but like, I just, I remember like, I didn't get my first subscriber until maybe a month and a half into my YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> if I would get like 10 views in a month, I was like, yes, yeah. double digits. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm so excited. And that's the thing, you know, like there's nothing to be embarrassed about. If the one person does watch your video and they don't like it, oh, well, (laughs) you know, like it's one person, you're never going to meet them in your lifetime. Like, you know, it's, it's easy to think like, oh, it's so embarrassing. What are people going to think? But people aren't going to think anything. And I know that sounds harsh, but like, they're really not. It's so so true. It's almost too like the the thing you say when, you know, you're out and, and, you say, you know, people are way more concerned about themselves than they are about what you look like. Like people are way more concerned about themselves. And if you just think about that and you're like, yeah, that's true, actually. You know, it's kind of the same thing. It is. When you're small, when you're small, when you get bigger, then you are exposed to a larger audience and then you kind Mm -hmm. of get a little bit more criticism. But when you're small, uh, you're small potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, all right, so the next section is my best tip section. And this is a new section that I've added kind of with this season of the podcast. And it's just real quick. Um, you just kind of go through like your best tips. So I'm just going to, you know, uh, say them and then you just 
answer with like a few words. So what's your best tip for starting a YouTube channel? Do it. Just do it. What's your best tip for what not to do? Don't have bad lighting. Get good quality. And, and that could even be a webcam, but just make sure the lighting is okay. Yeah, that's a good one. What's your best tip for growing a channel? Consistency and frequency on your channel. What's your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? Oh, boy. Uh, I hate saying this, but do popular things. You know, if something is trending, like the peel-off makeup stuff, do that because people are searching for that. I mean, so long as you're interested anyways. No, I actually totally agree with that. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's a strategy and some people might say, well, you're not being true to yourself or what you want to do, but find something that's trending that you are interested in because exactly. that's going to be how you're going to get found in Google searches. Yep, exactly. What is your best equipment tip? Ooh, a camera that has a monitor that you can flip around so you can see yourself to make sure you're in focus. But don't look at yourself while you're filming because that's really annoying to watch someone watching themselves. That is really <laughs> annoying. What camera do you use? I use a Panasonic, Panasonic Lumix. It's awesome. I love their camera. I've never really heard anybody use that one. No, no one ever does. But yeah. they're fairly cheap. They're really user-friendly. And I... If anyone's interested, I always have that stuff written like on my pages and everything, what camera I use. But I got mine for like, uh, I think it was like 400 bucks. Um, but it's lasted me years and years and years. It's really good. That's great. Is there, uh, the next one is, what's your best software tip? Ooh. Um, watch tutorials online, you know, even on YouTube. Because starting out with iMovie even, you know, that's all I use. I don't use anything fancy, but there's so many little things that you can learn about it that otherwise, you know, you're just cutting and pasting your film. But, you know, figuring out how to do cutaways and voiceovers and that sort of things, just little things to jazz up your channel. There are tons of tutorials out there that are really easy to follow. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to learn how to edit, really, is just mm -hmm. going on to YouTube. There's so many videos. So many just videos. Google, uh, actually, there's this one girl, Gabrielle Marie, and she has a great channel that okay. teaches all about editing iMovie. I mean, there's some people that just, that's their whole channels are dedicated to teaching people how to do iMovie or different types of editing software. You don't have to take a fancy class or anything, but oh, no. I would invest in some time to figure it out before starting your channel, for sure. Yeah, invest in time, not in money. That, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right. So next is a beauty bonus round. So Ooh. the beauty bonus round is where I asked you a series of questions and you answer back with your answers. All right. First okay. question. What are your three holy grail makeup items? Oh, gosh. Lipstick. Do we need to be specific about brand and stuff? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, for foundation right now, it is my Clinique uh, Conceal and whatever it is. It's the foundation with the doe foot applicator. Um, let's see. Mascara, the CoverGirl Supersizer in the waterproof. And for lipstick right now, it has been the Lipstick Queen Frog Prince. Just because you don't have to worry about it. It makes its own color and feels like a lip balm. So... That's the one that, like, changes color, right? It, like, yeah, it's the one that's green, and then it, like, turns into your perfect pink. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I never Yeah, it's one. been just, it's easy. Like you it. know? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, what would you not do again if you were to start your YouTube channel right now? Ooh, I'm not doing, that's a, oh gosh. I don't know that I have anything, you know? I feel like any mistakes that I've learned, like I end up learning from mistakes. So I don't know that I would honestly change anything. I mean, there are a couple things where I'm like, oh, that's so cringy to watch back. But like, is it really that big of a deal? Would I really delete that? No. Gotcha. Um, it's good. It's like you, you learn from everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Who would be your dream collaboration? Ooh. Well, my dream collaboration used to be, I don't know if you remember, but when Tati from Glam Life Guru, she was doing that giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Like that was like my dream. You know, that was like, what, six, seven months ago? That was like last November. Yeah. And like, we've gotten no update about yeah, it. Yeah, who even like, won? Did anyone even no, win? No, I don't think anyone no. won. So she just like, she, I don't think she's even mentioned it. Honestly. I know that Jen applied, I think. Jen yeah, loves. Jen did, and I did, and quite a few other beauty channels, you know, like, what I bought her product, and, like, yeah. videos for her, and then, like, nothing, silence. Wow. So, I mean, that was my dream. Like, it was a really cool idea, you know, she was going to fly someone out to L.A., like, work with her, blah, 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 wow. but. that's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, if she's still wanting to do the contest, yeah. that would still be my dream. Like, I would love to go to California someday, but. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll, we'll yeah. wait and see. Exactly. <laughs> um. What is your favorite social media platform to engage with your audience? Right now, Twitter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I feel like yeah. not a lot of YouTubers use Twitter. Right. And I, I don't know. I just, there's something about it. I feel like even a lot of viewers and stuff don't necessarily use it to communicate, but they still like, you know, follow you and keep up with all that mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, the people that do tweet me, I always tweet back, you know, I just, I feel like it's easy enough. You've always got your phone on you anyways. And, yeah. you know, I, I like Snapchat, but I also feel guilty using Snapchat because I always feel so bad that people can see that I've looked at their thing, you know, their snap to me. Mm. And like, I don't have time at the moment to respond. Yeah, respond. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel really guilty. Yeah. So, yeah. I like Snapchat, but there's also a guilt factor that I don't like that comes with it. Yeah. Totally. So, Twitter. Totally get that. Um, and let's see. What are you glad that you did do when you first started your channel? I'm glad that I've always been authentically me. I'm glad that I haven't felt the need to change, you know. I feel like we see so many YouTubers, like, turn into a different person each year, you know, to, like, try and match what's trending or what mm -hmm. they think their audience wants to see. And I just feel at a very comfortable place because I've never tried to change myself on camera. So. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's such an important lesson. And that's mm -hmm. something that I feel like pretty much everyone who comes on the show that's achieved success on YouTube, it's like their number one thing is like, you can do all these different things, but ultimately the most important thing is just really embracing who you are and yeah. showing that on camera. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, what is your favorite opportunity that you received as, re as a result of being on YouTube? Probably, I don't know, I mean, opportunity, I mean, of course, there's, like, monetary things, you know, like, mm -hmm. having Paula's Choice want to sponsor me, like, that's, I don't know, there's some very accomplished feeling and, like, you know, having loved a brand and then they notice you and they're like, we love you too, like, yes. That yes. just feels really good, but yeah. also just the opportunity to, like, 
talk to people or the opportunity when people do say hi to me in public, like, oh, it's, it's the best feeling. It's so nice. Like, I love getting to meet everybody. Do you get recognized when you're out? Not often. Mm-hmm. It's only happened a few times. People... I mean, apparently it's happened more than I know of because people will tell me like later, like the next day, they'll be like, oh, I saw you at such and such place and I didn't say hi. And I'm like, no, you should have. Like, yeah, I always encourage people like, please come say hi. Like, even if I'm looking like a hot mess, like (laughs) I love to say hi to you, you know, so. Yeah, that's got to be a good feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. What is your superpower? So what, what I mean by that is what do you have that makes you unique that you think has contributed to your success? I, I don't know how or why or like what it is, but people always tell me that I can make them smile and that, oh. that means the world to me. Just like having come from a background of having depression and stuff, like mm-hmm. Knowing that I can be that person where if someone is feeling down or they're not feeling so great, they can go watch a video of mine and just be able to smile for like 10 minutes. Like that just, oh, it, it, it warms my heart in a way that I can't even describe. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Well, that's a, that's a good way to end the interview. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story. And where can everyone find you if... Um, and for dealing with the the baby right here who now <laughs> fell asleep finally. <laughs> um, where can everyone find you? I am thrift thick on all of my social media. Um, so it's youtube.com. Uh, I think it's slash user slash thrift thick. Um, Snapchat, thrift thick. Twitter, thrift thick. Instagram, thrift thick. Where did you come up with thrift thick? Like what, um, what was that, that- inspired by? Yeah, that came because uh, the alliteration, I like the way it sounded, Um, but thrifting, I've had a huge passion for thrifting um, for a long time, and that's what I started my channel on, is thrifting, so I gave thrifting tips and whatnot. So you don't talk about it now, though. Hardly. In hauls, I'll include thrift stuff, but yeah, it's just not what people wanted to see. Um, But the thick part just came from me being a thick girl. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, got a little meat all around me. So, I thought it was because you you review drugstore items, but then I was like, well, she does more than drugstore. I'm like, oh, well, I'll ask her yeah. in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with all different meanings for my I'm name. Sure. I'm like, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right, Cassie. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our interview, and thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Piera. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandtheblog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.